And welcome to all the listeners for this week's edition of the Discussing Football podcast. Normally at this stage of the season, we witnessed plenty of twists and turns in results and the Premier League table. And this weekend didn't disappoint at all. On today's podcast, we will cover results from the Premier League and both European competitions. Race for Europe, top four positions, upcoming fixtures in the Premier League. And also this Saturday, we have an FA Cup final to look forward to. But before we move on into the agenda, it's time to introduce the panel. Navrad Singh, kick us off, please. Right, I'm Navrad Singh. As, uh, thank you, Jigmon, for the hand up. I am a staunch red, white, black Manchester United fan. And uh, that's not my skin colour necessarily, but that is definitely the colour of the team of um, the most successful side in British football, English football, and um, the biggest club in the land and biggest club in Europe and biggest club in the world. So that's, that's, uh, that's me. Oh, that's fine. That enough people up already, so that's fine. Yeah, I just because of your age, I know you you get a bit delusional and things like that. So, <laughs> so <clears throat> right. Uh, anyway, I'm Balraj Singh, um, support of the true greatest club in the UK and world, Liverpool Football Club. Um, you never walk alone, so I'll always be there to support you, Balraj Singh. You know, in your in your um, Mindless ways. Anyway. Well, listen, when Liverpool fell at all the staff, people did walk alone in it quite a bit. But still, anyway. Jello. <laughs> um, I'm Haran Singh, and I am a Man United fan. And finally, no. Yep. Not finally, not finally. <laughs> Almost. Yeah. The only Singh allegedly, Everton supporter, Karamjeet Singh. Yeah, 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 I think you are. It'd be interesting to know if there's any yeah. other Everton fans out there. Like things. 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 One of my daughters, one of my daughters this weekend said, Oh dad, I'm gonna start sporting Everton. And then um, I says, What seriously? And she goes, No, because I'm not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, when, when the kids were when the kids were younger, I got them a lot of uh, Everton raincoats, you know, for school and stuff. <laughs> And you know, they stopped wearing them at school because they started getting bullied. <laughs> <laughs> True story. True story. <laughs> Thank you very much. My name's Jagmoon Singh. I can confirm I'm definitely not an Everton fan. Uh, I'm, a Manche- <laughs> I'm a Manchester United fan. So let's kick off with this week's Premier League results. As we know, West Bromwich Albion are down. Sam Allardyce finally is relegated with a Amen. Premier League football team. But all the action happened, you could sort of say, at the top of the table. The race for Europe, the Champions League positions, just if we go over some of the things that happened, Thomas Tuchel beat Pep Guardiola again. Ole and Man United secure top four finish mathematically. Liverpool stay in the mix with a 2-0 win against Southampton, a massive week ahead for Leicester as they drop points against Newcastle and Newcastle survive in the Premier League again. West Ham United, you sing the song, forever blowing bubbles, but have you blown the opportunity of securing a top four finish in the Premier League? And Spurs, 
after absolutely whipping Sheffield United the week before 4-0, there was talk of a late surge into the Champions League qualifying positions. But after that 3-1 defeat at Elland Road, is that game over for you in terms of finishing in the top four? So, Navrad Singh, if we were to start off with Friday's result with Leicester City, last season they were in pole position to finish in the top four. They blew it. Is this happening again? You know, they are, they are definitely butterflies in their stomachs. And if they do bottle it, they'll be, you know, called the bottlers. I, I, reckon get, I reckon they'll get away with it. I reckon they'll get away yeah. with it. You know, looking at, what, three games left, four games left? Um, they need to beat United tomorrow. Yeah, if they I don't mean, beat United tomorrow, then that's it. They're done, in my opinion. No, I don't think well, so. Not, no, no, not necessarily. I, th- I think if, if United do win tomorrow and, the, as expected, they beat Liverpool on Thursday, then, <laughs> then I think, you know, it's, it's still, um, you know, it's, it's still on from, you know, so... Uh, I just think, but it is tough. I mean, they, they lost four two, right? Did I say four 0 earlier? It's four, it was actually four two. Four two. Right? right, and uh, they were losing four 0 <laughs> Yeah, they were losing four 0 Absolutely, you know. And uh, oof, I mean, it's a, it's a, they're wobbling. I mean, I remember like, you know what? We United last season, United beat them the last game of the season, the season to get the top four place, and I felt sorry for Leicester. You know, not too much because we qualified, but ultimately, you know, this season, I thought, yeah, you know what? They've, they've got it nailed on, and, and but now they're wobbling. They're wobbling. You know, as a consequence, yeah. as a consequence, yeah. let's just say, you know, going off from this, mm. um, Leicester don't qualify, but you know, somehow Spurs do. Spurs looking for a manager, and they were interested in Mr. Rogers from over there. Look, it's not comedy hour, comedy hour, is it? <laughs> <laughs> If we're talking serious now, come on. <laughs> I'm joking, guys. Sorry, don't mean, I don't mean to offend the one or two Spurs fans. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but I, but I understand what you're saying. Rogers, I mean, who's not been linked with Spurs at the moment? I mean, I've been linked with Spurs. That's how desperate <laughs> they are at the moment. But, um, but listen, but why would Rogers leave Leicester for? No, seriously. All right, yeah. I think Tottenham have got a fantastic stadium. All right, yeah. There's no doubt about it. Right, yeah, the brand new up to the top, you know, present modern day stadium. But Leicester have a successful side. Well, uh, yeah, a more successful side than than the president. They got a lot of the team are champions. You know, have been Champions yeah. League winners, right? You know, no and, Premier League uh, winners. Premier, Premier League, League, well, yeah, Premier League yeah. winners. You're not champ. Well, I'm sure they won the championship sometime, but <laughs> the Premier League winners. Well, what, what, one thing, and it's something that. They said about Nuno Espirito Santos the other day. Um, I can't remember if I heard it on the radio, if it was on TV. They're saying sometimes you just come to the end of your run with the club. You've done everything you can and you just can't take them to that next level. Has Rodgers taken Leicester as far as he can as a club? Does he need the change? Because... Look, he's got Leicester there challenging for Europe regularly. Can he do any more? I mean, as his time come, they say, they're saying the same about Santos at Wolves. He's, he's been brilliant for them. But is it now just his time to move on? Has he done his thing there? And is it just time to move on? And I think for Rodgers, 
a move to Spurs, like historically Spurs are a bigger club. Yeah. And it's something new, it's something fresh, a different set of players. Um, maybe it's what will keep Harry Kane there. Um, no. A manager like that coming in. No. Because look, with Rodgers, yeah, he hasn't really won much um, in England. He but he has won stuff in Scotland. He knows how to win things. It is, um, uh, and, and he's always there or thereabouts. Even when he was at Liverpool, he was when he won, there, in, he just when he won in Scotland. Game. Isn't that when that's like, when when he won in Scotland? Those years when when they're the rebuilding years for Rangers. So you know, like that two horse race up there became like yeah. one a one horse race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, I do think I do I do think yeah, Rogers would make a good good signing for Tottenham. Would make a good signing with Rogers. And that'd be a good move for him. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, um, if, if Leicester do actually manage to qualify for Champions League, there's no way he's leaving Leicester to go to Tottenham. Oh, you know? If they, if they qualify, I think he'll stay yeah. there for another year. Yeah, yeah. If, if they qualify. This, that was, yeah. this was my caveat, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. if they don't qualify. If Leicester yeah. stumble and Tottenham gain... Come in. Yeah. Come in, you know, there's sort of five points between them, you know, um, two as of tomorrow. Um but these kind of things, it, it could play into Tottenham's hands in a, a multitude of ways, couldn't it? Definitely. Yeah. Um, obviously, they've got a big um, a cup final on Saturday against Chelsea. Mm. Um, just a trophy, even just to top off the season, uh, would be success for Leicester as well. But with, obviously, um, drawing to Southampton the week before, and then losing to Newcastle, which um, was very much sort of like out of the blue. Yeah. I'm not trying to say Newcastle can't pull out a result, but it's just these are two games now where Leicester have stumbled. And could you imagine if they had won those two games, they'll be in pole position to finish it. Oh, yeah. yeah, uh, they'd, they'd, they'd be challenging for like second place with United. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but it just goes to show, it just goes to show what the fine margins are. They've, they've definitely missed... Um, Players like uh, Harvey Barnes and Madison when they got injured. Um, but even yeah. then, missing them too, they've still got a very good team. Uh, enough to put out there and beat the likes of Southampton and Newcastle. And they've not got an easy uh, run in with these last three Premier League games as well. With obviously tomorrow's fixture, Man United may not have rest a few players. But then after that, they've got Chelsea and then they've got Spurs. Yeah. So... Yeah. It, that it last go. game, that last game is going to be the. That's the one, isn't it? Exactly. I, that twenty third so. of May is winner gets Rogers. Well, yeah. If you look at <laughs> it, I, I don't think Spurs will be in the race top four by the last game of the season anyway. I think Spurs, Spurs are done. I think tomorrow the Man United game is the most important game for Leicester. Because May United, May United, I think are going to probably rest players because obviously they want to play beat Liverpool. I think May night they're qualified now, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're through. Yeah, yeah, through, yeah, yeah. So there you go. So they'll be resting up uh, players for tomorrow, and then, but even then, those B players will be playing with a point to prove. So I don't know. Nothing's going to be easy for Leicester. No, it's true. It's true. I mean, United only need another three more points to seal second place as well. So they're still going to play right. Fulham yet. Yeah, Fulham at home. So I think you know, I expect United to get the three points to seal the second spot. So regardless of what happens next, these you two are still talking about second spot. I'm saying it's you know, City can still keep slipping. Keep slipping. I'm sticking to that, you know. Well, everything can happen. It's a funny old world. You know, funny, funny Just on world. about United, Oli, I don't know if you heard his um, 
press conference either this morning or yesterday. Again, I heard it on the radio today. He was saying um, that because of the amount of games, he's going to have to change. Yes. Um, he said, I'm not, he goes, because he do not want players to get injured. He will yeah. have a knock. He said he'll have a knock on effect on um, the Champions other League teams League. and the Champions yeah. League space. He goes, but that's not my problem. It's the problem down to those people that have put this in this us in this position. Yeah. The thing is, it could have easily been resolved. All they have to do is move the Liverpool game versus West Brom to to Wednesday, and then United game to next weekend because United are free that weekend, and it would be like a normal midweek fixture. Yeah. You know, it's a simple solution, but they decided uh, yeah. to complicate it. It's just don't understand. The, the, the it. thing is, don't get me started on. The whoever does the fixtures, no, moving no, no, stuff. Stop. They, 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 well, they did, they did us over last year, didn't they? When yeah. we had the World Club Cup, that's right, and yeah. The, yeah. The, the, the League Cup match, and saying, Oh, you've got to play in both, we're not going to move, uh, yeah, either. Do you know? So, something's got to give, and it's like when, um, going back a bit now, United in the World Club Cup, Cup back then having to withdraw from the FA Cup mm. just so that they could play these games because look in reality whatever competition you're in you want to win don't you you don't want to just be there to make up the numbers but yeah. like united with with this fixture what, like everton doing the league <laughs> <laughs> making up the numbers yeah but um but in reality like leicester need to win tomorrow manchester united need to win tomorrow really to keep the challenge up with man city because if they lose tomorrow, Man City have won the title, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. So, man, you need to win to yeah. keep that little shred of hope of winning the title. Um, and I'm not saying that out of disrespect to United. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a good game. Man, you going on form should win that quite easily. Um, but I can, I can see Leicester getting something from it tomorrow. But in the actual. Iniacho has been on form. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's just pulling goals out of nowhere. Yeah. So it's it's going to be it's going to be a good match to watch. It is but definitely. I, can, I, I think Leicester may get something. I think because the team's going to have so much change. Right, the familiarity, the team spark, you know, the the, the momentum is all going to change. You know, and you're going to put a, a team together, even though they might train together. It's not the same as a live match day. You're going to put you need time as well to gel. So we need to make it three, four, five different changes. You know, Maguire's out, we all know it straight away. But um, I can't see Cavani playing tomorrow either. Right, you know? Uh, but Do you think Oli's going to rest some of the big players? Oh, absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. Uh, uh, you know. Um, for, Following for, on a, from that look, point. For a United game, for a, as a United fan, for me, it's, yeah. it's about Thursday. It's not about tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, I don't care if it's under 23s in tomorrow. All right. It's, it's, yeah, but... It's, but look, club rivalries aside, mm. um, would you, as a manager of a football club, put a weakened side just so that you've got a stronger side against your rivals, knowing that if you lose, your chance of winning a trophy is gone? Because that's what you're saying he's going to do. But do you, do you know, can I, sorry, can I just jump in here? But I yeah, think yeah. the thing is, if, if it was Man United, Liverpool... Tomorrow, yeah, I, I still think there would have been changes made regardless because just due to the fact that we've played Europa League on Thursday, followed by a Sunday game versus Villa, yeah, and then 
No, I understand. No, I understand there's going to be changes. Yeah. What I'm saying is... Whoever was going to play Man United tomorrow, be it... Uh, be it it was going to be Leicester or Liverpool, who, whoever it was going to be, tomorrow is the best time to play Man United for for the opposition. Mm, definitely. Right. Because yeah. Man United are very much used to playing Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, Thursday. This season. Yeah. And, yeah, and that's season. the thing is, yeah. I, I totally agree with Navrad saying, I yeah. reckon, I, I don't think it's going to be a complete change of, let's say, 11 players. I'll probably say at least five or six changes. Yeah. And um, whoever did play in the last game um, probably won't complete the whole 90 minutes. The other thing so is, do, you think, do you think he'll rest even, Rashford, you know, Greenwood, Pogba, you know, the thing, even with the Maguire. Liverpool game, Even with the Liverpool game, as much as you get... It's something you just said there a couple of um, minutes ago, Barrage. I think it, it's all well and good, you know, Liverpool game, big rivalry, etc., etc. Yeah. But... When you when he when when he comes down to it, the crux of it is in just over two weeks, in sixteen days, we have a, 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 final. a, final. a, a final. final. So you know what I think. Also, like what you're saying, Jigamon. You know, whoever we're playing tomorrow, people will be rested. I can kind of see people being rested on Thursday as well because yep. you know, it, as much as uh, you know, and that's the part of me that you know doesn't want to. Give up on that fact until it's financially, financially, um, uh, mathematically, it, mathematically, that's the word. Um, over the fact is, if City, you know, we've had this conversation all year, haven't we, about the silly results where we've messed up and slipped up, but everyone has. Um, but if City, you know, looking at City's last few, um, next few games. They're not gonna, you know, they've got games against no disrespect to these teams, they've got games against Brighton, against Everton. These are points they, you know, these are games that win. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> um, but the cup final is what, you know, Ole's gonna want more. Yeah, so. right. 100%. They've got, they got Champions League. Yeah. I can't really see them losing second place. I think they need, was it four points for mathematically to keep, um, uh, second place, still second, yeah. Well, second. well, yeah, realistically, three points, but absolutely mathematic because of goal difference, but mathematically, four, you know. So, mm. I mean, winning against Leicester tomorrow is more or less going to see them second place, you know. But, but the thing right. is, is the football is also about momentum as well, right? You know, and yeah. I can't see Riley making too many rests right for the next coming. I think he'll try and want to keep that winning mentality team mm. bond. Right, might the odd change here and there, but the momentum has to keep going. If we lose the next two or three games, it's like when when the when it was Leicester versus Chelsea, I said, Whoa, you know, it's real, it's gonna be a real game. Leicester could win the cup final, right? You know, but now they've lost their momentum. I'm thinking, you know what I mean? I yeah. They are serious second favourites now. Serious second che- favorites. Chelsea, you're right. Chelsea are on the rise. Leicester are the ones yeah. that are dipping in their form. Absolutely. Like a, f- a few weeks ago, I, I was with yeah. you. Leicester could do Chelsea. Yeah. But now, I don't know. Yeah, we'll talk about the j- fun later. Yeah. J- just speaking about Chelsea there, uh, leaving it late and nicking it right at the end, uh, beating Man City at the Etihad, is yeah, this also right, yeah. like a, like a, you know, you could say that, well, in the space of, what, three weeks, Chelsea have beaten uh, Man City twice. Uh, FA Cup semi-final now in the Premier League. Uh, Tuchel's done one over Pep again and is this like a psychological sort of edge going into that Champions League 
final. And obviously, Chelsea now a huge advantage of finishing in the top four. Oh, yeah. I think but but you've got to ways. remember. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, I think you were. I was going to say, you've got, you've got to remember, they've got a Champions League final coming up, an yep. FA Cup final coming up. Yep. Um, and they've got, who have they got? They've got Arsenal, Leicester and Villa to play yeah. in the league. Yeah. So it's it's back to that same situation, a little bit like Manchester United. What are they, what is their eye on? Priority. Now, when, yeah. when you're in a situation like this, for me, is it Champions getting League. top four or winning the Champions League? It's got to be Champions League, isn't it? Because mm. out of the three, I think FA Cup's probably third priority. Um, yeah, realistically, it'll be back, like winning the Champions way, League, get top four, top four, win the FA Cup, but they've still got a lot of things to play for. Do you think they could take the eye off the ball in the league? The thing is, is Chelsea are in a different sort of position in terms of where they're not playing so many games all at once. Uh, mm. Do you know what I mean? So, for example, that gap from Wednesday to Saturday, um, Chelsea will be used to that. Right. Oh yeah, and especially with with tomorrow, if they win tomorrow against, uh, sorry, not tomorrow, Wednesday, Wednesday against against Arsenal, Chelsea are more or less there, right, uh, mm. to finish top four. That's also taken a lot of confidence into the cup final. Imagine with Chelsea going into that Champions League final, securing top four and having the FA Cup, and walking in there wherever that final is going to be, be it Turkey or wherever, we still don't know yet. But um, walking... <laughs> no, but walking, walking in there with already a trophy under your belt. Yeah. Oh, well, the, the thing is, though, it's one of those situations where, you know, we've heard it over the years. Are the players going to take their foot off the pedal a little bit because they don't want to get injured? Because it might be their only time that some of these players will play in the Champions League. Do you know, like, who doesn't want to play in the Champions League final? Yeah. So it's it's that there's that factor in there as well. Yes, okay. um, I'm not. I don't think Tuchel will be saying <laughs> no. Take the foot off the, the gas. But I think some of the players might just, you know, Have the eye on it. Yeah. Yeah. Be concentrating down the road and thinking, well, I. If there's a 50 50, uh, I'm not going to go in for it in case I miss out in the Champions yeah. League final. Yeah. Yeah. But then and again, it's, that leads on that... to, I mean, on. sorry, no, you know, um, just so everyone knows, Melinda Singh has joined us. And something he was just saying, you know, like what you just said there, Bernard Singh, about if, you're, if you've got kind of one uh, eye on the Champions League, the, the final, further prize. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you don't go in wholeheartedly on a tackle because you don't want to get injured. Yeah. You don't try, you know, 100%, 90% because you don't want to pull a muscle. Something Linda was just saying, what happens if they miss out on all three? That'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to nice. lie. <laughs> <laughs> it would know be, be, it'd be <laughs> hilarious because... You know what? It could happen. You, you know, never say never. Of course, the way Chelsea are playing, everything is sort of like going their way. Right, but but can I say something more? Imagine if that was to happen, that would be funny. Honestly, <laughs> I'd, I'd I'd be laughing because because yeah, it's I'm I'm one of those guys that I always believe right. You get 
what, what you get is what you've put in. Yeah. And if you haven't put in the effort, you don't deserve it. And you've wasted. So I just laugh at people like that, that think they can coast and get everything. Like a bit like United now, you know, like, <laughs> oh, we're, we're a few points behind. Man City are going to lose. We're going to win the title. Ah, oh, come on. Nobody's saying that. I am. <laughs> a rising is. I've said it. Well, he got a rise out of you, then it but rising, isn't it? But, yeah. Well, you know what? Never, stranger things have happened. You know, yeah. so yeah, Liverpool won the league. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Well, no. Man, you became a big club. On a serious note, talking about top clubs, yeah, Liverpool. Just that's it. We're, we're getting top four. The way we played against Southampton. Really? So you, you just said you're talking about top clubs. <laughs> yeah. Southampton were Southampton No, no, Southampton were near the, the top, top. <laughs> near the, but, but, uh, at the beginning. But talking, right, look, I know Liverpool won the yeah. other day. Thiago got his first goal of the season. Hence um, your video, hence your video. Yeah, my, my little Thiago video that was sent on our WhatsApp group. You know, I've been saving that all season. I yeah. said to the kids, I can't wait for him to score. I'm going to send it to everyone. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, Thiago finally scored. We're looking a little bit more confident um, going into this little running these last few games. Um, but can I say something brighting on that, Hannah? Go on. Uh, I know, listen, for me, right, yeah, at the four games that you got left, in my opinion, yeah. you, you, you should get nine out of the 12 points. Right, yeah. I think I think we'll right, get yeah. ten out of the twelve. Right, yeah. It's because you probably think you're going to draw on Thursday, right? Yeah, but no, no, we're winning that. Yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So you, you're definitely going to get nine points, in my opinion. Right, yeah. That at least that, at that least, would yeah. put you on. That would put you on from fifty-seven. You'd have sixty-six points. Yeah. yeah? Leicester are now on sixty-three. If they beat Spurs, that's sixty-six with a better goal difference. Right, yeah. West Ham. Right, you're on, are on 58 with uh, three games to play, and they're all winnable for West Ham, right? Yeah, so mm, that one, are they though? That, that, yeah, they are winnable, they're all against Brighton, Hove, Albion's, and uh, you know what? They should have they should have done better against Everton, though. Really? Yeah, they should be fair, but they're West, Ham, West Ham have got the easiest running three fixtures, that's right. And um, they and, and, and they win their three games, they're on 67 points, yeah, right? You know, so um, but all it yeah. takes is one slip. Yeah, of course it, it does. Of course it does. Absolutely, absolutely. We've seen for, it for anyone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, of course it does. Mathematically, because because we're doing a lot of mathematically today. I've yeah. heard that word a lot. Yeah. Mathematically, <laughs> we still could get top four. That was a West Ham. Lingo phrase, no? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, I mean, even Everton can get there, right? You know. Uh, well, and no. uh, so that, that's that's behind the sky. That is. mathematically, isn't it? I mean, we're talking about mathematically. But, well, yeah. Um, <laughs> But but Spurs Spurs as well. I mean, and I'm just looking at Spurs' remaining fixtures. Yeah. And um, who they got? Yeah. They got Wolves, Aston Villa, and Leicester. See, I think Wolves could beat them. Aston yep. Villa could beat them, and then that yep. Leicester can beat them. Spurs games a big big game. Yeah. Is that home um, or away for Leicester? Where is that? What where is that? Leicester at home. Or? Leicester at home, and and remember yeah. the last game. Of uh, basically every club, uh, their last home game, they're going to be allowed fans. Are they? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Every Premier League club for their last home game. <laughs> and second. Okay, so, and, and, and next week. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, it's the last two yeah, last two weeks. Games. Yeah. So everyone's yeah, that for their home game. No fans away fans. So you no. could say the advantage is with the home with the home team yeah. there. Mm. But that's the thing, is like um there's plenty of drama uh which is yet to happen. Um as we see, even like with Spurs, they drop points. Uh Bernard saying, What a win for Leeds United. Top win for Leeds United, honestly. <laughs> um it was it was a really good result. What's happened to Spurs? Honestly, like Kane's not doing it. anything. Really, Son... I left. Oh, sorry, he got sacked. <laughs> he got sacked. He left. Um, no, but even when when they had Mourinho, they, they were in Europe they again. And they with... were out of. They were in and out of Europe quicker than normal. Yeah, yeah. even even faster than the ESL. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> That's what I mean. But, uh, <laughs> but with, with with Spurs and that squad, they should be doing so much better, better yeah. than what they are. We, we we talked a little bit earlier about Leicester possibly bottling it, but Spurs, they they are the bottlers, and I won't be surprised to see Kane leave at the end of the season, and Son shortly going after. In fact, yeah. I was thinking about it. If if Kane leaves, Son's definitely not sticking around, and do you know he'd be a good signing for Liverpool. Son, yeah, yeah. Um, also- I'm already I'm already looking towards the summer. You know, like who we can pick off and buy and. <laughs> Yeah. But I can't, see Spurs, I can't see Spurs letting go of um, both of them. And I, I just think Kane will, will, is, is leaving. I think Kane if Kane leaves, uh, Son, Son won't want to stay. I don't think you'd be able to afford Son. <clears throat> I think Daniel Levy is one of the yeah. most shrewdest businessmen around. I, I don't see him selling he's his tight, main not two shrewd, players. Tight. To, <laughs> well, you could argue that, but to, to, to go for him to let let one of his two best players go to a direct so-called rival. Um, you wouldn't get him on the cheap, not less than a hundred million. You know, you know, people talk about Man United's debt of uh, of whatever it is, right? Yeah, but in actual business terms, it's only a sixteen percent, right? Yeah, of debt of the club. Yeah, the reason I mention that, the reason I mention that now is because Spurs have a thirty-nine, a whopping thirty-nine percent debt, right? More than double of what United have. They're going to the stadium yeah. move, isn't it? Yeah, it's a steady move. You know? But that's the thing is this um obviously um Edison Cavani has committed his future and staying for one more year at Man United. Yeah, brilliant. So that definitely rules out any move for Harry Kane to come to Man United in the summer. They were just discussing this on the TV just before yeah. the um the Burnley game. Yeah. And they were saying, you know what? Cavani seems to have taken Greenwood under his wing. Yeah. He's taking yeah. him under his wing, he's developing him, but they they felt um if they bring in a striker, you know, uh, Kane or, or Haaland, it would possibly restrict the growth of Greenwood. Yeah. They, who they, and I do as well, obviously, but not that I'm anyone compared to, <laughs> but, uh, who they rate as a, you know, an up-and-coming talent for the future. He's, he's talented now, but, you know, he's just going to get better and better. Whereas this year, he's only started, um, what, uh, I think he started 15 games or something silly like that. Mm-hmm. Next year, they'll just increase that, increase that. But under Cavani, you've got someone who's at the kind of, towards the t- upper end of their career. And Green with someone who's at the bottom end, you know, getting into it. And so they, they see him as the replacement in that way. And I think, I don't think, if, if Cavani hadn't signed, I think it would have been more, yeah, are we going to get Kane or what? But I don't think they will now. 
I think Kane will go. I think to Europe. No, I think he will go to Europe. PSG. Yes, that's that's if Poch, Poch stays. I think Poch might get sacked as well. He's getting sacked. He's getting sacked. It's, 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 do you know what? Right, I think, I think, I think uh, we, we're sort of we're sort of going on a tangent. Yeah, yeah. we talk about the race for Europe, and we started talking about transfers and um, manager merry-go-round. It all kicks in. It's all it's all. But, but they, they, this is it. You see, yeah. With this race for Europe, you're looking like look. If Liverpool don't get Champions League, <laughs> I can see Salah going. I can see Salah going. He, he, he seems to. He seems to even. His his mindset doesn't seem to be there. You know, like his mind frame of mind. He seems to like he wants to go, doesn't he? Listen, I can see Liverpool selling him, right? Yeah, because Liverpool do that. They do sell the players, right? Quite regularly, right? To raise cash to rebuild, right? Yeah. You know, you got you got you got rid of Coutinho. Co- uh, I mean, when Coutinho left, right? You, I'm sure you something inside you didn't really want him to go, even though. He, Right, because of his no, skill. No, no, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I always look yeah. forward to the future. Yeah. Um, and yeah. like, if someone's offering 80 million for a player... Oh, 100, wasn't it? I, 140. Yeah, yeah. And you well, got, look you, what you got back. You got... Uh, originally. Van, Van Dijk. Yeah, and, yeah. 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 This Alison. is what I mean. Like, when, when somebody starts talking over 80 million for a player, because yeah. I'm <laughs> going back to like when Chelsea were coming in for Gerrard yeah. back then... And to be honest with you, it would have hurt me to see Gerard going to Chelsea at the time. Yeah. And he wanted but, to yeah. but you could make an argument, make a point to say, actually, if he wants to go, sell him, bring that money in and get two decent players mm. that you can rebuild the team with, yeah. you know, for the future. And it's the same with Salah. If Salah wants to leave, we can ask for a crazy amount of money for him because he's proven goal scorer now. You got to remember, you say crazy amount of money, but but not in this climate, because we all know Real Madrid, Barcelona, they don't have that money. It's PSG that pretty, want him though. But PSG, if, PSG will have the money. If if yeah. if they're saying if Mbappe doesn't sign his contract, yeah, it's Salah that they want Salah and Harry Kane, yeah, rather than the the, the pulling away from the Haaland talks. The, the, these are these are all rumors, obviously. Because yep. um, I haven't spoken to any of them this week to, to get <laughs> to get any of this, but no, it's but with the the saying to replace Salah, they're looking at Iniacho as well. He's been mentioned, few of the strikers, and that if Leicester don't qualify, then one or two of those players might want to leave. It's like I say with Tottenham, Harry Kane wants to win things. That's been said for a long, long time. But no one ever mentions Son. You're, are you telling me Son's not an ambitious person either? That he's just happy playing the role that he's playing. He wants to win stuff as well. So he could be pushing for a move. Um, there's, so there's a lot riding on these next three or four games um, for a lot of clubs. Europe, not just yeah. getting into the Champions League yeah. or getting into Europe. It's all about keeping hold of their players as well. And do you know what, right? Something that you said earlier, and I know I dismissed it a little bit, um, but West Ham have probably got the best chance of getting into Champions League um, out of all the clubs that are there or thereabouts. They, they had the best chance until they lost. 
No, they still they still got the best chance. They're, still, they're, still they're running. They've got who've they got? They got West he, Brom, he's Southampton. He's happy and... that Everton won a game. So look, <laughs> let him have let him have his few minutes. Everton a bunch of Arsenal, man. You bunch of you don't, you guys can't qualify for Champions League and and you're putting in the span in the works for West Ham as well, man. You know, to, wouldn't to it be, be nice to see a different side in there? <laughs> it's, uh, but, we, we got we got another Liverpool supporter here. Have we? <laughs> no, but honestly, just coming back to that and Harai saying let Garamjeet have a few minutes. Garamjeet, obviously your team won yesterday, yeah. uh, beating West Ham 1-0. Now you've got a game in hand. Yeah, you've got uh, Man City last game of the season, but you win, um, you win your game in hand yeah, and you go level on points with West Ham. They're you go, all behind us, aren't they? You go three points. Point, no, you go no, no, you go a point above Liverpool, Who and won? obviously Liverpool got Man United this week. Now, so Karim Jeet, are you sporting Man United on Thursday? Is our question. Of course he is. <laughs> uh, of course he is. Course he is. <laughs> Listen, who did you, who did your dad support? Man United. <laughs> there you go. Then. So, I mean, yeah, you can't let your dad down, innit? <laughs> kids, kids and the rest of the family's over Liverpool. Dad's Man United. I ended up Everton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the thing, you see. Everton. Everton could, could sneak in there, but they've got Villa. That's going to be, that's going to be a really hard game. Away as well. Tough match. That, yeah, that, will determine, that will determine how serious they are. Yeah, Sheffield this should win. Yep, Sheffield this should win. Wolves at home, they should again. Win. That's that's a big one. And then Man City, will Man City have one eye on the Champions League final? Three days that's well, four, four, five days there. Yeah, of course yeah, yeah. Uh, that, it's the last yeah, game of the season, literally. Man City. Yeah. yeah. So you never know. Everton could be up there. It's all up to Everton. And um, I, thought, I thought yesterday, you know, beating West Ham away is a big result because West Ham were on form. I know they got some injuries. Yeah, and hopefully we can finish the season like we started it, like blazing hot. If we have that sort of runway, win about two, three games in a row, it puts pressure on everyone else as well. I think. I so. just want to. Calvert Lewin, you know, Calvert Lewin, Lewis knows the season's ending now. Right, score a few goals, put himself in the shop window. Right, you know. <laughs> and uh, well, yeah, yeah, I can see the motivation. Future, future Spurs striker there. No, every every United fan I know. Set keeps telling me that he's a next United striker. He's a next he United is, striker. Is, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. He's a good striker. Well, one thing I just want to sort of mention and going on a slight tangent Ancelotti, he's a legend of a manager. I don't know how Everton got in there. Yeah, he know. is. <laughs> Honestly, I can't say anything bad about the guy. He is a legend of a manager everywhere mm. he's been. He's, he just gets my respect, even though he was AC Milan manager. Um, and I was at Inter Milan, and uh, now he's Everton manager, and he's been Chelsea. He's someone that you've got to show respect to. But it's the players. Can they can they lift themselves in this little running? Because they've not been there before. Could they be the bottlers? I think well, I saying that, season. saying that, what what was really their drop off was uh, March time uh, when they lost to Chelsea, then they lost to Burnley, then they drew to Crystal Palace. Drew to Brighton, drew to Tottenham. That was that. That was basically the drop off for them. In fairness That's to where... Everton, they lost their main guy. I think Calvert Lewin was out. Yeah. James yeah. Rodriguez was a big miss. Yeah, I think Sigurdsson went missing for a while. I, uh, they really like dropped off. Is um, who's that central midfielder as well? That that's 
really? solid for you guys. Decore, is it? Decore, yeah. From yeah, yeah he, he's, he's even gone missing. Yeah. I think the big miss was Calvert-Lewin. Once he got injured, we haven't really got a, a decent striker to replace him. Some for some reason we paid forty odd million for uh, from Arsenal. I keep forgetting his name. It <laughs> so won't be. Has, it it won't won't be. be. Yeah, yeah. Just you know, just one guy. I can't believe we overpaid for so many players last few years. You, you That's Usmanov, isn't it? Usmanov yeah, yeah. effect. <laughs> <laughs> Dead on a charge of beast on you guys, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> before we go into Europe, yeah. One thing before we go into Europe and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it's important that we announce our first live fan zone for this Thursday. <sighs> our first God. live fan zone, Instagram live. And join us this Thursday for Man United versus Liverpool with our veteran fans, Laraj Singh yeah. and Balraj Singh, commentating, giving their views on the game live to us all. So join us Instagram live um, this, this Thursday. Is it, is it a PG rated one or is it going to be 18? <laughs> I'm just I'm staying quiet at the moment thinking all the stuff that's going to on my head that I'm going to got to hold back. <laughs> he's going to be writing he's going to write notes. I'm going to say this I'm, to Baraj. I'm going to say this. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? No, exactly. Like Carragher and uh, Gary Neville, they ain't got nothing on these two. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I, I'm actually scared here. I think we might lose these guys on the podcast because my sports <laughs> might size these lot up. You know, but yeah. No, no. Listen, listen. I, That's going to no, be no. interesting. That's going to be really entertaining. As no, well. no, no. I, I, I can't wait for that match. Can't no, be no, honest no, with you. No, no, no. But Ride is a humble kind of guy. He knows his place, and it was Liverpool, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all right. <laughs> no, I, I respect my elders. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's why I'm, I'm older than you. I'm wiser than you. And that's how I'm telling you. I, 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 older, older, definitely. I don't know about the second bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but on, on a serious note, just going back to the race for Europe, um, do you know if we'd have played Manchester United on the Sunday when it was originally meant to be played? Yeah. I think United would have had it. Well, United looked to have the better chance, in my opinion. Um, because that game's been postponed. And we've had um, Southampton in between. I think we're going into this match a little bit more on form and a little bit more with a spring in our step. Whereas United, everything that's coming from United's way, it's all sort of negative. Not not performance-wise. I'm on about people... There's a lot of complaints about the fixture pile-up and it's not fair and all that sort of thing. No, no, oh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying it. I'm I, not saying it as a dig. I know, I know you're not. I know you're not. I know you're not. For me, I think it's the perfect time to play United. I know you're not. But I tell you the way we're looking at it is we'll show them. We'll show them. They want to spoil it for us. We'll show them. Right, yeah. Well, it's your own fans that spoiled right, it, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, well, that's, that's not, no, we didn't We didn't rearrange the fixture list. Right, yeah, they I know, did. I know, look. I know. We, so, that, that's one but thing. Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. Rick Parry, who's now the ESL chairman, right, yeah, who used to also be the Liverpool chairman, right? He's Rick Parry was the chairman of the Football League back in 1992 as well. He was, yeah. Right, when Leeds, right, yeah, won the league. Why did they win the league? Because United had played four games in seven days, right, yeah? And United asked, Lee, asked the ESL, how is this possible? How can you expect two teams for the, uh, for the, you know, for the quality of the league, right, for the league to champion? How can you expect someone to play four games in seven days? You know, you've got to extend everyone's fixtures by a day or two. It stuck two fingers up. Sorry, you got to play it. What happened? 
We lost the league. Leeds won it. Right, you know? So, at the end of the day, it's not going to happen again. Right? Now, what Ole is doing, he's doing a Mourinho thing and Fergie thing. Everyone's against us. Right, you know? Yeah. yeah. They will be well up for it. Well up for it. Mm. Right, you know? Do you know what it is? Um, Just following God, Navrods, that's what I really um, got from Ole's um, interview and, like, his thoughts on that. It's literally like how Fergie was like, look, we're Man United and we're United, we're against the world. You lot come... You lot come and fight us. And do, do like, you know something though, right? Look, yeah. I know United fans are saying, come on, it's us against the world. Like, yeah. like United are the, the, the cousin that no one talks to, you know? Right? You know, like <laughs> at the family party and stuff, you know, you've got, we've all been there, you know, you got the wedding. Sarah Rogers, and you've got the cousin sat in the corner. Right? <laughs> Sarah Rogers, Sarah Rogers is that no, cousin. I, <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna go upstairs and start crying in my pillow. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, how can United fans realistically say that's how they're perceived? The channels love United. Look, look at Man U and look at Sky. Everything's Man U centric. Um, even when like Arsenal, Chelsea, everything were winning, and um, even now Man City. It's still man you, man you, man you. The love from the channels, from the media towards man you is even even like the referees is just <laughs> is is is, is, right. is a stupid amount. All the other clubs have got it hard when it comes to man you. Because yeah, look, for, for right. years, listen, look, listen. For, for right. years, for years, Fergie's son. Was the top referee in the league, <laughs> in Howard Webb, oh. right? Yeah, now, yeah, now, yeah. now, now, the, you see, you admitted it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard you say, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> and also, now it's just crazy. No one's against Manu. No one's against them at all. In fact, somebody have a word. You can take the whole airtime. I'm going to take the whole airtime because <laughs> because I'm talking sense. <laughs> <laughs> No, go on. Right. Go on. Listen, what do you want to say? No, what, or should we or should we save it for Thursday? What you're saying, right? Yeah. <laughs> what you're saying, right? Yeah. Let me tell you something. Every fan feels the same. You you talk to somebody else, you, you talk to Man City. Oh, nobody because we because we got oil money. We're, we're a credit card club. Everybody's against us. Oh, poor us. Chelsea. Well, that's the truth, us. though. Right, you know. <laughs> poor us. Everybody's the same. For us, the way we look at things. The BBC, especially the BBC, have always been Liverpool-centric. I've always been around Liverpool. They always have been from match from the 80s through the 90s and, and so forth. Right, you know? That's the way we view it. Right, you know? Mm. So there, there's it swings and roundabouts. Everybody feels that. Everyone feels that everyone's against them. Right, you know? It's not always the case. Right, you know? And the way you talk about it, right, you, you say everyone's United media's... The amount of stick United have had last seven, eight years since 2013 has been unbelievable. Right, yeah. Even Leicester have won the league, Chelsea have won the league, but it's always been focused on Man United, where you guys finish seventh, you guys finish fourth, you guys finish third, you guys finish second. Will you? Uh, it's always been about the negativity of United. Oh, Ole's not good enough. Ole, um, Marina's not good enough, or so and so's not good enough, and blah, 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 blah. It's so much negative. Boys. Right, you know, you know boys, what it is. wasn't good enough. <laughs> it's right, it's you know? that expectation and, that Fergie's you know? created around the club. Yeah, no, no. Well, yeah. absolutely. Well, correct. No, expectation should be there. Right, you know, it should be that Liverpool should have the expectancy. We all should all but have not, that, right, you know. But look, but from a, from, from a Liverpool be, point of view, you know? as a Liverpool fan, we've had that as well. There's a lot of yeah. Liverpool should be doing better. 
and I'll agree with you there, Navrat Singh, it is because you're looking at it from your own club's eyes. Really, over the last, I don't know, let's say 30 years, the two clubs that have had the most grief, United and Liverpool, but then quite equally, they've probably had the most praise as well. Because well, of course, rightly, quite rightly, because then if you're going to be that successful over 25, 30 yeah. years, you're going to get the praise as well, with it. Yeah, you know, that's going to happen. That's natural. You know, like City are getting the praise at the moment. Well, quite rightly, because they won the they won the league yeah. well, a couple of years ago, and, and they might possibly win it this season. Right? Okay, <laughs> <don't know. laughs> but but but, but, but uh, the thing is, Man City. Look, I know it's going off on a bit of a tangent, but United and Liverpool have been always there or thereabouts, right? Even if they're not winning it, they're up there and they're expected to be doing stuff. Whereas all the other clubs, and I don't mean this in any form of disrespect, but like when Arsenal came about, Blackburn for that one season, Leicester, who else is there? Chelsea, no. um, right? They were all sort of like, no one expected them to build a dynasty the way that United and Liverpool have as clubs. Yeah. Um, but again, we're, I, I'm, I'm not going to save anything now. I'm going to save it for Thursday. Um, but that's the thing is, it's going to be interesting uh, on Thursday. We were just listening to you lot there quietly um, for the last five to ten minutes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll, probably say, I'll probably say that's the warm-up. Um, you got, 90, you got I mean, 90 minutes plus on this on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This was just the warm up. Can you and, imagine um, if something controversial happens in that match? Well, you know what? what you're going to get you're, you're going to get a leg breaker <laughs> challenge on a United player, right? Yeah, and VAR is going to go for Liverpool. <laughs> oh no, no, and, no, no! Uh, Fernandez I mean, is going to get the penalty. I mean, can you believe? Listen, in the third, in the, for thirty odd years, right? Yeah, Fergiera, everything else, right? You know, um, all the domination United have had over Liverpool. Even have, we have a very good record at Anfield, right? You know, and uh, all, and so forth. In all that time, United have only ever been awarded under Fergus time one penalty at Anfield. Can you believe it? Yeah. Right, yeah. It is. It is scandalous. And you talk about referee bias. The amount of bias because, people that, have at Anfield, right? Yeah. That, no, referees no, no. bottle it to give penalties to against any team against Liverpool at Anfield. But, but, that is a fact, especially from the cup. It's the same at Old Trafford. Does anybody remember? No, have a look at the record. Plenty of no, penalties. No, 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 no. I have to disagree with you there. They both hold the same weight. Listen, all right, can I you gotta, gotta, Linda, please? The last time, the last time Liverpool beat Man United at Old Trafford, it was in 2014, I think. Was that the 4-0? That was 3-0. Gerard Gerard scored two penalties and he missed one penalty on that day. So you there got you three go. penalties <laughs> on that day. No, no. What no, would you want? One, one, one. <laughs> One match doesn't That's make three in the rule. And, and you also beat when you beat us when um feet but, but are, you the me, time. are you telling me that there weren't penalties though? Yeah. Maybe not all of course not. You need to go to spec savers, no. get, 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 get some end car, right? Get them glasses on, watch the match again. Because right, they weren't like controversial, you know, like oh no, it, it's it's a dodgy penalty. If it's a bang-on penalty, it's a bang-on penalty. Look, I'm not one of these that, you know, even Listen, when it... You even say if that, like a Liverpool you say that, but every time, leg, 
Every time, right, United were awarded a penalty at Old Trafford against Liverpool, it's, oh, it's never a penalty. It's your cousin, it's Fergie's son. Have you ever heard right, that yeah. from me? Yeah, just now. You've no, caught, you've I, I never, no, 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 I never said that. <laughs> I, I said, like, obviously, Howard Webb. Uh, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, the, 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 the secret son of Fergie. Why? <laughs> Why is he secret son of Fergie? Come on, expand. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Can I just no, got kids listening? I got kids listening. I can't get into that. Hang on, it's not Thursday, it's it's Monday, yeah. So you still got a few <laughs> more days left, right? And um, yeah, hold your thoughts, suggestions, and um hopefully there's nothing controversial on that day. Um, because otherwise um it's gonna go beyond the 90 minutes. But uh can I can't wait, I can't wait. Like literally, I can't wait. I'll I'll have the TV on, but on mute, and, and I'll be having your yeah. <laughs> I'll be having their commentary on. But talking about VAR, That's for sure. yeah. Talking stadium about sound, VAR, stadium sound, stadium shouldn't, sound. Have, shouldn't have Villa had a penalty at the weekend? Villa for a handball. Mm. No, was no. it Greenwood? No, really. Was that not? Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I, I don't know. Oh, I've just no, 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 what I've heard no, um, no, because no, I, no, I, no, I didn't no, actually no. watch the match. Um, no, no, no. I was no, sort that, of like in and out of the match because it was a natural position. It was the. Coming from it's momentum yeah, it's, jumping up. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like the VAR. Something I heard on VAR on the weekend, and it was if you've got size 14 feet compared to a size seven or something, you're gonna be offside now because your yeah. toe is gonna be hanging over that stupid line. Mm. And that that's the way it is now with with the rules. I mean, with this handball rule, yeah, even though it. look, they I don't, changed I don't it. they changed it mid-season. They've changed Before, it. It was, changed it, it was anything. But, then, but but listen, they've changed the rule again. So hasn't that given certain teams an advantage? Whereas it, it would have been a penalty if the game had happened at the beginning of the season and towards the end of the season it isn't. Yeah, I, I'm, it's, not it's one for, I'm not it's one unfair. for like changing rules halfway because it just causes controversy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it gives us stuff to talk about, but it's stupid, honest, honestly. I think it's easy just to obviously. I'm like it's true you. because on on that note, I mean, I remember the Crystal Palace versus United, the first game of the season. Yeah, one of the worst handballing decisions you'd ever see, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and then and then De Gea moved off his line by five centimeters, and the, but no one else has been punished for it again the rest of the season, right? You know, that's and, uh, that, this is what well I mean. There for the league title, we could have been in there now. You know, for that, for, instead of losing that game, we could have been winning it. You know, but but it's it's one of those things. You know, again at Old Trafford, what can you say? Definitely. But moving on, uh, Melinda, um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ask you about Europa League action just yet. Obviously, there was a good win for you guys yesterday against uh, the against the mighty West Brom, which you relegated yesterday. Um, but obviously, looking forward, you've got a you've got a game against Chelsea on Wednesday. Um, you beat them in the return fixture okay. earlier on in the season. Can you stop or like, I don't know, dent sort of Chelsea's hopes in finishing in the top four if you beat or get a result against Chelsea on Wednesday? I think we will actually get a result against Chelsea. Um, I think uh, I, I think I said in a previous podcast that previously under uh, against Chelsea, we've been doing well, but it'd be interesting to see how how we fare against this new two-shell side, this uh, revolutionised side. But um, one thing I mentioned, one thing I mentioned earlier on, earlier on was um, I think there's a chance that Chelsea could miss miss out on all three fronts, 
and it's it's very easy to to kind of look forward to the Champions League, look forward to the FA Cup, but I'm talking from Arsenal's experience. There's been times where we've kind of looked forward to certain things, and and we've ended up missing on both or all three things. So, I think Chelsea need to be very cautious. One defeat against Arsenal coming up um, mm-hmm. could put them in in a bad position in terms of league. Um, it could only take one loss to kind of turn turn a, a season upside down. If you look at momentum and and whatnot, so going into it, I think uh, it'll be an interesting one. But I back Arsenal to win the next one. Um, whether Chelsea Chelsea b- bounce back or if they win, did they have the momentum to take themselves over to the line early time at all? Linder, stay there, don't move. <laughs> right? <laughs> all you needed was a one nil win in the second leg to set up an all-English final in the Europa League. Oh, don't. No, no, no. Questions have to be... No, no, no. We've no, been no. waiting for this. Melinder, Melinder, no, no. Melinder, Melinder. Some serious questions have got to be asked about Arteta's selection, in-game management, about taking a Bamiyang off after he just hit the post. Why did he leave Lacazette so late to bring him on? Right? And Unai Emery returned and knocked you guys out. He had a good. He had a really good evening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Game was so, done in the first, first, first leg. That shambolic first leg I told you guys about. Um, it, Arsenal were already on the back foot. Um, there's no point slapping a few goals, three goals against West Brom if you can't do it when you need to. Like that, like. On that day when we just needed a single goal, there was no urgency from the start of the game. I thought we'd really come out of the races. Um, we would try and hit the ground running, get an early goal, ease the tensions. It just felt like Arsenal were always playing with their handbrake on. And it took until, I think, about half time for Arsenal to see any bit of urgency within their play. And... Within the first five to ten minutes, we saw a bit of urgency. Then they dropped off again. So we had quite a few cold spells within that, that game. And uh, to take Aubameyang off on the 80th minute, uh, I do not know. Kieran Tierney, the problem is we were suffering a lot of injuries. Lacazette had come back from a hamstring injury. And I don't know if there's certain protocols that they have to follow in terms of when players are returning onto the injury. Can they... Uh, returning from injury, can they go straight into the starting lineup, or can they can they play a certain amount of minutes? Biggest game of the season for me. If you're fit awesome. enough for the bench, you're fit enough to play. And the only reason Kieran and Tierney started in that game was because of uh, Xhaka pulling up in in the warm up, and so that meant that he was forced to play. And and so to even take him off and bring on Willian. Uh, the problem that I find with Willian is he, he doesn't have that urgency or tendency to kind of take on his man. And you could see the way Villarreal had lined up. They were lining up four banks. They wanted to literally just park the bus, try and catch us on the counter um, and just absorb any type of attacks. And the problem with, that I have with Willian is that he'll go forward down the wing and as soon as he get, comes into trouble, 
he'll turn back. So it's that sideways, backwards football. And that kind of just really slows down the momentum. Can um, I just say something? Because you just sort of mentioned tactics there with Villarreal. And they were... We could easily say after that first leg, they were going to come to the Emirates and sit back and just park the bus. Why didn't Arteta go for a, just an all-out attacking team? All they needed was the, the win. It wasn't like they, they had a four-goal deficit or something. It was one goal. They had an away, Arsenal had an away goal. And for it to end nil-nil is a bit of a damp squib. They could have at least... You know, fine. Even one one. I, I yeah. think yeah. I, I think uh, there's a bit of history in that. So Arsenal are like notoriously known to kind of sometimes go a bit gung ho in games. Um, I'm talking back in the Champions League when we were facing Monaco. We started the first leg and we went a bit gung ho after conceding an early goal, equalising. The fans pushing us to kind of get another goal end up then conceding and then just losing that tie. And I think what Arteta and the guys were concerned about was having conceding that all-important away goal, you neutralise anything that we've kind of gained at their ground. And then instead of having to score one goal, um, they're having to score two. So he played a bit of a dangerous game. I think he wanted to leave it until the 60th minute, maybe the 70th minute to kind of push and, and attack them and unfortunately for him it didn't work out because he left it too late to make the Martinelli substitution left it too late to make the Lacazette substitution and left it too late to make uh, uh, well taking off Aubameyang on the 80th minute when he like Jabon mentioned that he, he's hit the post twice um, I can see where he came from with making the substitution Aubameyang wasn't really offering as much don't be deceived by the two posts that he hit in terms of his overall play within the game, we didn't really get him forward enough, um, get him involved. He wasn't really chasing the ball down. So, like, taking him off, I can see why he did it. It looked like he was fading in terms of the game itself. But when you've got that kind of striker on, in your luxury you, you, and you're chasing a goal, to make that kind of decision is, is beyond me. And for me, that just goes to so, show with any money that you throw at Arteta in the summer, I don't know what Arsenal's plans are for the future and whether they're going to stick by him. It looks like they are. You can throw as much money as you like. You can get him the players that you want. But that game there signified to me that he hasn't got that tactical mouse. He hasn't got that managerialship that you'd kind of expect from from a world-class manager like I wouldn't see someone like Katusha or uh, even Solskjaer. I wouldn't see Solskjaer doing that. And that's saying something. Um, for me, he's been thrown in onto, into the deep end far too quickly to manage a club like Arsenal as your first big job. Um, it really shows. It's one thing to be a cone man for Pep Guardiola, but it's another man, another thing to be like a manager um, of a big club. So I think... Oh. We really need to kind of explore our options in the summer. Um, for me, his his tenure at Arsenal is done, and uh, we need to to kind of move on from that. I, I wouldn't want to see him spending a hundred million or hundred and fifty million, whatever the board plan on giving him. 
I heard Strand Kroenke turn around and say, there's exciting times ahead at Arsenal. Uh, I've heard it all before, but honestly, giving Arteta that money now would be the wrong thing to do, in my opinion. Just a quick one, Melinda. Um, obviously, if Arteta, if Arsenal were to get rid of Arteta, personally, this is your feeling now, right? Uh, your view and opinion. Who would you feel? Who is it that you want to be Arsenal's next manager? He wants Honestly. Sorry. He was saying he was saying he wanted Sorry the other day. What's the Sorry? Honestly, like the, not the Salvador or something. There's yeah. a lot of um, yeah, Potch. L- Lenga. There's a good. There's a lot of good managers that have been Wenger's Lenga. You got Nangelsman. You got Ten Hag. There's Nangelsman's gone to Bayern Munich. Yeah, I just said. So there's a oh, lot right. of good sorry, managers sorry. that are that are being, and then RB Leipzig obviously renewed. So there's there's a lot of good managers that are coming off the market. Obviously, the dream would be, as you guys have joked, Max Allegri. He's available. He's out there. <laughs> Whether he wants to come back into football managing like straight away, you know what? To be honest, in this point, I'd even take Wenger back. <laughs> but um, what about Rafa Benitez? Mm. Rafa is a strange one. I don't know. He needs I thought, money. I thought, he needs you know money. What? I thought Rafa is a good manager. Baraj Singh could probably comment more on that. But he's, uh, he's a very good tactical manager. But man management wise, he wasn't as good as some of the other players. He didn't, though, he didn't give enough hugs in it. There. Which is allowed now. For me, Arteta's, Arteta's lost the dressing room. I I can see it in the way the you players think? are playing. I think for hundred percent he's lost the dressing room. Like you don't play how you played in the semi-final, the biggest game of your season. Obviously, the league's done, FA Cup was done. So, so the FA Cup was done because of Arteta. Poor substitutions, poor rotational play. League Cup we got knocked out way back when. Premier League, he's he's already decided we're going to put all our eggs in that Europa League basket, and then obviously qualification for the Champions League if you know that that's solely going to rest on on that Europa League progress you kind of have to go all guns blazing but that that preservativeness is it just cost him in the end and I think you can't mess around with like experiments I've touched upon this before with his formation choosing like he chose to play false nine in the first Mm -hmm. leg away from home yeah, in in a Europa League like knockout competition, it, that was like, that's right. That's me, the point I wanted to make as well. You know, yeah. I mean, for a start, when you spoke about other other management, I wouldn't. You're right. I wouldn't do that because he's a much better manager, right? You know, uh, as than his and so forth. But after being with Pep Guardiola, maybe he thought, "Hey, I've I've got the aura with me. I'm Pep's pupil or, or star pupil." Well, actually, Pep Arsenal. played it and a day before against PSG Pep with De Bruyne. Pep's got the credit credentials he, to do it. And he's got the he played it the, the day before. He probably watched that on, on BT yeah. Sport 1. <laughs> Last minute tactics. Last minute tactics. No but, promotions. You know, but, but, you know, you have to have the players to do that as well. And it's a shock. You lost that You lost that semi-final in the first leg. Right, you know. Yeah. And and we spoke about managers. You know, about Allegri. Allegri is not... I mean, people talk about Arsenal wearing a tiki-taki football and all, you know, all that kind of stuff. But uh, Allegri would, is more Mourinho-ish. You know, I need. I, I think Arsenal need that kind of defensive kind of manager. I think we'll play so that why football you go from that we're going to play. 
No, no, no. We, Mourinho we was def- available. You lost that on Mourinho said, as well. Some said other we guys. need a defensive some manager, other guys, not a dinosaur. <laughs> a defensive, no. not dinosaur. I'm going to say Melinda. something a bit controversial now. Go Sorry, on. I'm just going to say something controversial. Right, you know, like with Arsenal getting to the Europa League semi-final, um, winning the FA Cup last year, uh, would you say this season they've underachieved or massively overachieved? Because looking at the squad, one or two players aside, realistically, there's an argument to say Arsenal actually overachieved by getting to the semi-final. Uh, I, I think, uh, looking at it, no disrespect to the teams, Europa League is not like the Champions League. It's, it's, it's somewhere where there's an expectation for a club like Arsenal with the players that they've got to kind of win the tournament. That's right now, I would say that's our calibre of football. Like to go into the Champions League, that it, it mortified me <laughs> to go into the Champions League the following season, then get like just destroyed. Like I think for us to not finish above in the league table from where we're sit, sat now is a ma- massive underachievement. Um, and in terms of the squad that they've got, we've got a decent enough squad in terms of rotation. We've got some good players in certain positions, but there's a lot of positions that we have, like your centre-backs, your right-backs. That's where we're currently lacking. And we're lacking that leadership that we spoke about on previous podcasts. That that leadership really does show. Um, and League titles, we've said it before, league titles uh, are won with, with a solid defence, a solid backline. You guys will make jokes about Martinez and letting him go and, and whatnot, but Leno's <laughs> actually probably beaten our best player this season. Like, he's he saved us in that first leg. There was, like, countless one-on-ones, countless, like, shots that were fired at Leno that he, like, saved us from. But, like, to take us forward, we need to kind of get that leader at the back, the strong, solid centre-back, strong, solid right-back, and then maybe a creative midfielder. It's too much pressure to, to put on someone like uh, Emil Smith-Lowe or uh, Thomas Party. really does need someone next to him, uh, to, a creative spark. Someone like a Fabregas, a deep-lying playmaker, a Xabi Alonso, one of those kind of molded players that can yeah. play make from the middle mm-hmm. and leave the Smith Rose to kind of progress. Yeah. And Santi Cazola, he was one of the biggest misses. I like regret ever letting him go. Like the way he picked the ball up from the goalkeeper, we were insistent. I think I see it United playing that way as well, like playing out from the back, like keeper going to the thing. And and I never understand why United play that way, but the players. With the players that you have, certain players can do that. And Santi Cazorla was one of those players. And if Arteta really did want to play that, that style of football playing out for the press, you really do need a player like of that mould to kind of do that. So would you not give him a bit more time then? Maybe give him this transfer window and uh, see what it's like next season? Or are you definitely Arteta out, Kroenke out? Sarajani out. For me, you could do, you could, you could give him the money, um, and it's proved that he's 
with the squad that he's got, he should have more than comfortably beat Villarreal. You throw another hundred million at him. Mm. A is he going to spend the right money? Um, like with Edu, his his transfer signings previously have been quite poor. Um, we've gone into the market for certain players, come back with different players, Plan Bs and and whatnot. Um, this is a really big like transfer window for him if he is going to stay. But me personally, I don't think he can invest the money in the right places. I think yeah. he'll probably strengthen what, somewhere else. And 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 it is. But I think you know all this part from the back. I think what you have to sometimes look at is the longer term as well. This is just a different viewpoint as well. Now, create what he's trying to do is create a mentality of the club by passing. Sure, you don't have those players at the moment, but he's trying to create a mentality. Is it the players that come first or is it the style that comes first? What he's trying to do is create a style and then bring the players into that fold, right? You know, so maybe that's his philosophy, right? You know, that he wants to play this kind of passing football, like a bit like City are doing or, or Barcelona did or whatever, right? And he's going to slowly mould it his way. Now, the question is, do the fans and the board have patience? Is uh, and so forth. And I, and I get frustrated sometimes with United fans. There's still the odd negative, Mr. Negatives we have in some of our groups. Oh, if United win, they don't say a peep, right? Which is quite a lot nowadays, right? Yeah. But the odd victory, that's it. All they out, all they out, all they out, right? This, that, and the other, right? And, and you think, hang on, sometimes you got to have patience and you're in it for the long haul, right? You know, you got to build a team, a structure for the future, not just for today. You might have to take a few if you got a, you know, a little bit of pills sometimes, right? But if you look at longer vision, for United, the way I see Ole, right, you know, is he's building a structure in place that no other manager would. Mourinho didn't care about the structure. Or Louis van Gaal, the big name manager, didn't mm. care about the structure. David Moyes came with a sledgehammer and broke the structure, right, you know? And, that, and I see Ole building that structure back. And that's one of the reasons why United are on the way up again now. We've got a successful youth team. We've got a successful... Um, uh, under 23s, our first team's doing extremely well. And Ole spoke about, I think Arsenal are the example of what Ole said earlier a few weeks ago, where people kind of had laugh about as well that cups offer egos, right? Yeah, well, league is about progression. He didn't mean that he didn't want to win cups, right? What he's saying is that you can win a cup, but still not show progression. Arsenal won a cup last season, but have they progressed? No, but you got, but your ego can say, look, we're FA Cup winners. And you should shout about that. You want to know something. Right, you know, but ultimately, right, you know, your true progression is in the league. Even the Champions League is a cup competition. Anybody can win it. Sure, it's a very, very hard, it's the world's toughest cup competition, in my opinion, club-wise, right, you know. But the league is the bread and butter, right, of everyday progression. Right, See, you know? where, where Arteta lost me um, was he's obviously got a style of football that he wants to play. Um, mm. And let's not forget, City mm. went through this this period where people were complaining about the way City were playing in terms of they used to lose the ball a lot. I remember when John Stones first started, he couldn't, he wasn't seen to be that kind of player that could typically play out from the back. Um, like Pep Guardiola stuck by his method and, and said, you are going to have to try and adapt yourselves to that style of play because this is something that I see as pivotal, pivotal. but where it, where I lost it with Arteta was that in order to play that kind of football and what he wants to play is to press from the front and, and play out from the back. Why don't you play players like Gabriel Martinelli, a player that will 
press from the front and, and win you the ball high up, why do you insist on keeping him on the bench and playing someone like a big name like Aubameyang, um, for example? He repeatedly played Aubameyang through his barren spell. And, and as, as a manager, you, you, at some point, I know managers like to kind of keep playing their main players to kind of build them confidence. But at some point, you have to take your best players out of the firing line. Because when you're not producing, like you could start to go down and down and down. But like to have a player like Martinelli on the bench that will merit that kind of style of football to press from the front and and to to attack, like to play him on the bench is is it's beyond me. And it's that tactical kind of like decision making that Arteta is making is, is what's making me lose faith in him. So. I don't know. Time will tell. Uh, we don't know what's 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 ahead for Arsenal. Apparently, good times. But we'll one thing we do know, summer. one thing we do know, is that no European United, football. Yeah, no European football. But United have got a final. And um, definitely, I mean, one club that did make it, then isn't it? One <laughs> one club that definitely did make it did their and... part in that European English finals. <laughs> Trust Arsenal's let it down, eh? <laughs> well, actually, no. before we move on to this last bit, uh, just just one for everyone. We've had enough of Arsenal now. Come on, what, what, <laughs> come on. What does it? What does it take? All right, can start recording. Apparently, it, that, <laughs> apparently, there's still a chance for Arsenal to finish in Europe. Europe, <clears> that is. <throat> so what What does it take for us to do that? Apparently, the others, winning games. The others, the others to lose some games and drop points, and you guys to win all your games. <laughs> I think we have to finish seventh, and then there's something on oh, okay. either Leicester winning the Champions League, or uh, sorry, the the FA Cup, or Chelsea winning the Champions League. One of those will kind of get us in Europe. Iterations will give you in. No, we'll, listen, no, no, no. We'll, let me clarify. Melinda, there can't more than five teams in Champions League from one country, and no more than three in the Europa Cup. Hence, we're only going to have four this season because there's not going to be five. So four already, right? Yeah. Then you've got yeah. three other positions. Three are going to be... Um, right, one is the uh, winner of the FA Cup and the two are from West Ham and they're going to fifth and sixth position. But by definition, if Leicester win the FA Cup, they already take that spot. So the league position would go one down. Seven to Tottenham. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, 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 could, we, could, we could go ahead of Tottenham. Right, okay. So, there's a four-point gap. But moving on, Navrad saying, may United finally overcome the semi-final demons to reach their first final of a competitive competition under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Yes, indeed. We know that the damage was already done in the first leg. Roma in the second leg did put up a slight fight, but yep. Edinson Cavani was the man on target again. Through to a final, what yep. do we expect? I expect in the final to be a very defensive game from Villarreal, right? That we're going to have, we're, they're going to be giving us the questions and we've got to produce the answers, right? You know, and they'll be playing, playing on the counter, right? You know, a bit much, pretty much like what they played at Arsenal at Highbury. It's their first ever European final for Villarreal. So it's a very, very humongous game for, for Villarreal. It's their, probably one of their biggest games in their history. I'm not sure if they've ever won the league in Spain. So forgive my ignorance on that. But um, ultimately, I, I know they've very rarely come this close before. And, uh, but I, I still think, you know, United will be too strong for in my opinion. We play, we play so many. United will have no excuses if we don't win, put it that way. Because we play enough teams. 
that play defensively in England, right? You know, who, who sit back against us, whether it's at Old Trafford or whether it's somewhere else. And we should have that experience. We have Bruno, we have players like that to break these uh, the, these kind of um, spells and get through the defense uh, defense and create those uh, goals. But I don't think it'll be a big score line unless we score early. You know, if we score early, then we're in the control of the match. But if, it all depends on on, on on that, you see. But, you know, it's semi-final. We get that. And can I just say one thing that gets to me sometimes? Well, you know, that lot people say, oh, broke a semi-final duck, right? Which he has. And it's a great thing. And it, sometimes it's a media thing, right? You know, last season was all his first full season. We had the youngest ever Premier League side in Premier League history, right? Yeah. No one, no, no one says that. We played Man City in the semi-final, right? Yeah, who are in the League Cup. Everyone knows that we don't talk about how good Man City are, right? Yeah. We played Chelsea, who were again look at the European finals this season, still a very, very good side. We didn't lose to Tim, we didn't lose to Tin Pot teams in the semi-final finals. We lost to Seville, right? In the same oh, Euro Euro uh, fighting for the uh, Spanish League title this season, still in with a shout, right? You know, a top Europa team league. They know been there, done that, won it, they're a Champions League team. Right, you know, they had some very tough fixtures with a very inexperienced side. A side that last season had so many injuries to contend with right in the first half of the season. It was an amazing achievement just to get to the semi-finals in the first place. Right, you know, and, and, and this season he's got uh, to the final and, and I fancy Ola breaking his duck and winning his first this trophy. A, this is a question to both uh, the Manchester United supporters. So, Harais, come into this as well. David De Gea made some serious saves, some really Absolutely. good saves in the second leg. It's like he's rolling back the years. Yeah. Obviously, another debate between Manchester United fans is who is our number one, David De Gea or, or Henderson? What are your views? And also, who will then play in the final? Would it be David De Gea or would it be Henderson? De Gea. Uh-huh. In the final. Right. You know, for me, Henderson. It'd be crazy to, not to play De Gea. Yeah, exactly. And for me, Henderson's got to do a lot more to get the number one place permanently at the moment. I, I don't think. Uh, I know De Gea's been uh, on the bench recently. Whether that's to keep Henderson happy or or whether it's just uh, form or, or whatever, I still think uh, De Gea's got has got experience and on his day. Well, a couple of years ago, up to a couple of years ago, he was the, probably the best keeper in the world, right? You know, um, he's had a few mistakes last season, this season, right? You know. But you can't be experienced as well. And I, and I think that rest has done him good as well. He's, like I said, against Roma, he's phenomenal. You know, he's absolutely brilliant, back to his best. You know, so, but in the, in the final, I can see De Gea in, in the final as well. I, I, I think, um, I think, yeah, he had that rest, De Gea, but I think Henderson proved his, proved his, uh, his spot, basically. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see De Gea leaving in this transfer window, basically, yeah. as well. That's, that's one of my thoughts. You keep seeing United linked with keepers. Romero's going or gone, um, practically. And, uh, you know, I think De Gea will be the same and Henderson's there. I mean, come on, it's all well and good you asking us to, but what are your thoughts? Who do you think should be... I, I, mean, I think it should be I think it should be Henderson. See, look, because we've done this in the past, but yeah. you know when they used to play Romero, all the cup competition, then come to the final, they put De Gea in. Mm. So why couldn't they say, now play De Gea in the cup competition and then you put um, Henderson in the final? I think th- this is the thing, and this is the problem which I, which I have with David De Gea. And um, we've noticed this thing throughout all of his career. And I remember when it came to the dream team, obviously I know no one picked David De Gea, obviously because he's still playing. But Darren Raj 
mentioned this is that David De Gea doesn't command his box. Mm. Now, don't get me wrong. Dean Henderson is still sort of like learning his trade, right? Last season, David De Gea made some shocking errors. Every keeper goes through it. But David De Gea, for a number of seasons, but especially last season, I found he made a lot of mistakes. And then Man United fans were crying out for Dean Henderson to come back and really challenge for that spot. And I think Dean Henderson has done really well. Um, if we notice the last few Premier League games, actually for, for a long run now, Dean Henderson has been the number one in the Premier League games. He is a bit reckless, don't get me wrong, but I reckon he's really running him hard now as well. Now, obviously, I can see probably David De Gea will start the Europa League final. However, just in this last... Um, last few games in the Premier League, will we even see David De Gea start them? If David De Gea is going to play in the final, would David De Gea at least play one or two games in the Premier League before that final? Uh, he won't. And how does it then pair with the centre-backs as well? Um, Can I say something? I th- I th- I th- go for I th- it. I think if, they, if, if, uh, if Ole plays De Gea yeah. against Fulham at Old Trafford next week in front of fans, yeah, yep. that's a sign that it's going it's 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 a game for them to say goodbye to the fans, provided yeah, yeah, their yeah. fax machines working. Provided the fax machines working, yeah, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> but just the last one, just before we move on, obviously we'll we'll do like a proper preview, um, obviously before the finals. But are we feeling confident? Obviously, the main thing now is to avoid injuries with such a fixture pileup as well. That's the main thing. But are we feeling confident for that final? I've already given my opinion for me, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, you have to. Otherwise, what's the point of what, what you know, then you just become Arsenal fans expecting a loss every game. <laughs> I think you got the lucky break with their uh, right winger being injured. Who's right winger? I think, I think Villarreal. Villarreal that's not like club bias. Yeah, that is completely club bias. I think Villarreal. That's completely club bias. You would know. It's not club bias. <laughs> Villarreal. Villarreal. Yeah. I think Man U. And it is to do with these fixtures. I think, right, these four games all close together, United are going to pick up a couple of injuries um, and their form going into that final won't be as good as what we think. I could be wrong. Unai in the Europa League. Let's see what happens. Where is the UEFA final this year? Gdansk. From Poland. It's, yeah, somewhere. Are they allowed we, to go there? Uh, the yes. other thing, before we... You know, um, when we I had my tickets booked. Hey. Yeah, I'm sure you did. <laughs> go on, Harai, what are you saying? We're going to the Champions League final, yeah? That's right, yeah. Before that, we talk about the small. Team, come on. You, well, we, before we talk about small. the teams, before we talk about the teams, I know... But Raj has some very strong opinions on COVID restrictions, the lifting of restrictions, this amber. You, you sound like an anti-vaxxer in that. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> and on the traffic lighting system. So before we talk about the actual match itself, Raj Singh, I'd like the you to venue. touch upon the venue. Right. Well, I know we sort of mentioned this privately but I, I smell a big conspiracy with the government here 
That was a really you know, bad. That was a really bad pause there. Pause. That pause got you there. Yeah, I was. I was you know, that's gonna get cut out. I really. I. I. I <laughs> I'm not saying it. That is me. Sound bite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aye, 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 aye. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, Turkey is where the Champions League final is meant to be played. And yeah, there's really high COVID um, cases there, lockdown um, in full force in Turkey, just like in India. It's pretty bad. Now, for the sake of the Champions League final, the UK government could allow... Because you've got to remember, these teams are in their own bio-bubbles. Yeah? Um, even now in the Premier League, they still stay within their bio-bubbles. The teams could travel to Turkey for this match. Um, they could allow certain fans, you know, like they're, let, they're letting people into clubs and the Crucible snooker final. Um, so they've already had test events to allow people into events, why they're not letting people go to Turkey, um, fans to go to Turkey, watch this match in Istanbul. And my belief is purely because this is a money grab play by the UK government. Um, they know by putting a block on people going out to Turkey, that match can't go ahead. Yeah. Um, so they're going to put pressure on to say, move the final, which is what they're doing now. Let's move it to England. That's what they want. They want to move it to England, get the money that would be distributed to other countries, bring it here. Yes, I can understand it's hard for fans to travel and it'd be easier for the fans. But don't get me wrong, there's no way that the government and all these organisations um, from the British point of view are thinking about fans. They never have in the past. I don't think they will in the future and they're not thinking about the fans now. They're thinking about their own pocket of how they can make money. So by bringing the final to the UK, all the money's coming into to Britain, coming into England. Um, but they're not going to open up flights for anyone. Like, let's say I wanted to go to India now. If I come back, I'm going to have to quarantine for how many days is it? 14, 15 days? Um, 10 days. Um, and when's the Champions League final? 29th. 29th. How many days away is that? That's um, 19. 19 days. Saturday, so basically, yeah. by the end of next week, those officials, all the people that come over, because look, you're going to have people that build the stages, you know, for the entertainment and all the people in the background. There's loads of people that need to come over. They're going to have to come over next week to quarantine. So the government's going to do a botch job of giving them all these visas, open it up, let everybody come in, purely because of this whole um, trying to get the Champions League in the UK. Really, what UEFA should do is just say, we'll play in France. Then if you're not letting them play in Turkey, play in France. Because Has he just frozen? And I hate stuff like this. Okay, sorry. As a Liverpool fan, as a Liverpool fan, um, can, I, can I say something against the government? I I, I think I it. think it's a bit of bitterness from Brighton. Why? Because I think you know he's, he's Istanbul, two thousand five, right? You know. No, he, no, no. It's not. And he it's doesn't not want that. City, right? Yeah, to take over the song of Istanbul or something like that. When people say Istanbul, he wants he wants Liverpool to be 
recognize Istanbul and Liverpool. That's what it really. No, 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 no. Can, no, can no, I quickly say something? Can I quickly say something? I'm joking. Guys. Just a reminder: it's still not Thursday yet. It's still Monday. Oh, yeah, but this this is a Liverpool <laughs> United thing, right? No, but it's true. <laughs> what I'm saying. No, but what I'm saying is, I don't want them to play at Wembley. It's, it's, it's corrupt. You know, I'm the only either. team to win the European Cup at Wembley. English side to have won it at Wembley. I don't want the Man City to win it there. <laughs> play in Cardiff. Play, play in Glasgow. Play yeah. in Paris. These are all countries, stadiums yeah. that can get to. I've been, I've been. I think there's something fishy going on. That's my opinion. It could be, um, but I've been hearing last minute things that someone's saying it could even be Portugal. You know, but uh, Portugal's but, worse. You know? Yeah, I'm not sure. their I'm restrictions, not sure. their restrictions are bad, aren't they? No, I but the, no, the UK no. government they're on the they're on the green they're on the, the green list now. The, U, the, the UK list. government is opening up all these places in Europe, um, so people can go on holiday. Because look, it's coming up to the summer, and don't get me wrong, these um, MPs and these politicians they want to go on holiday as well, so they're going to open up all the places where they want to go, um, and places are opening up, mm. so. That, so they, they can get their fed out of it. It's all about money at the end of the day. Um, I think it should stay in Istanbul, the, the, the final. And because um, if they're going to open up the borders to let people come in to play in the UK, why are they not letting people go over to Turkey to play? Why are they saying you can't go? And when you come back, you're going to have to quarantine and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, one thing that we definitely do know is that the final is going to be an all English final. We'll find yeah. out, you know, where the host city and the nation will actually be. Um, so obviously, Chelsea made it to the final, so did Man City. But we're going to leave that for a separate podcast. Obviously, in the build up to both finals of the Europa League and the Champions League, that's just going to be a separate podcast. And hopefully, for that one, We'll have the Chelsea fan, Gurvarindra Singh, join us for that one. But just before we leave, the first final that we've got is actually this Saturday between Chelsea and Leicester City at Wembley. Saturday, 5.15 kickoff. Just a quick prediction. Uh, and if we start off with Navrad Singh first, who's going to win that final? <laughs> I wanted to have the casting vote, but <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do you want to wait to the end? Then then we'll go to then we'll go to the dancing. No, no, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Uh, I, well, I was gonna say I reckon a team in blue will win it. <laughs> you know what? That's that's that's, that's, a, that's not a bad shout. You know that thing. <laughs> so, sorry, sorry, Karamji. That's that that blue is definitely not going to be Everton. Not Everton blue. Not Everton blue. <laughs> it's definitely Everton blue. It's definitely Everton blue. You know what? I, I think if you'd asked me this question about maybe about ten days ago. I, I would have said Leicester, you know, uh, but, but you know, but my head is probably just about telling me, uh, I still hope Leicester, right, yeah, but for the sake of podcast, you know, it ended up being looking stupid, right, I, I think it's probably going to be Chelsea, you know, but uh, if, you ask, if you ask me off the record, I'll say Leicester, I'll totally deny the, pod- I'll deny the podcast, you know. We'll edit uh, we'll is that, is that Leicester, <laughs> is that Leicester in 90 minutes? No, no, Chelsea. I think Chelsea. I think oh, Chelsea, Chelsea will win it, right? Okay. Yeah, but ten days ago I said Leicester. Okay, fair enough. I want Leicester to win, right? Yeah, right. but uh, but but I think I think Chelsea will win it. But I'll deny it if you so ask me again. Four line, Tika, Bernard Singh, your prediction. Bernard Singh, what score do you think it's going to be? Before I give mine, I think it's going to be. Well, I know Tuchel's very conservative. His teams are very compact. They don't score a lot of goals, Chelsea. 
very rarely does score more than two goals. But uh, but I'll, I'll probably go with two one, two one, two one. Yeah. Just just like you, Narad Singh, I think um, the heart saying Leicester. Yeah. But because of recent form, Chelsea, Chelsea are looking on fire. I think they've their forms picked up at the right time. Yeah. And but I think it's going to be you know do you remember that final where Chelsea were in and um, Di Matteo scored like really early on and then it was a yeah, rubbish match for the rest. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah against Middlesbrough. Yeah. Like yeah, it's good. It's going to be one of them FA Cup finals. Yeah, I think. Yeah, early goal from Chelsea, and then they're just going to sit back and defend it out and win one 0 One nil. One nil. Chelsea. Right, Melinda Singh. Uh, I'm going to say two one Leicester. Whoa! Really? Good. good. Yeah. I like that. I like that. You got you got to remember he's an Arsenal fan as well, guys. So <laughs> currently it's busy watching a video, I think. <laughs> no videos, eh, mate? <laughs> the one you sent to about two people today earlier. But it's only gone. Right. Um like you uh I want Leicester, but I think Chelsea are gonna do it. Chelsea will do them. Cool. Uh probably three one. Three one. You know, I, I thought I, I think Chelsea will win. Um, my thing was whether I think Leicester can score, and I don't think they can. I think the defense is going to be too solid. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I've got him down as um, Chelsea 2 0. 2 0, right? Okay. I'm going for I'm going for an extra time win for Leicester. Right? I'm so, going for two one to Leicester. So in extra in, in extra time. In extra time. In extra time. So who, who, who do you think is gonna get the winner then? Uh could be an own goal. Um <laughs> I don't know. I I just yeah. think I don't know. Who's that striker on fire? That one came from Manchester. Iniacho. Iniacho. You know, Madison's back, I think, isn't he? Um, I don't know. I, I can't say who's going to get it, but I'm just going for a 2 1 win for Leicester in extra time. Uh, is then... that just partly you not wanting Chelsea to get the double? Yeah. That's, that's what it is. Isn't it? That's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, literally. That's what it is. So there are predictions. Right. Interesting. Um, are we going to put these on Instagram as well then, right? And then yep, we're going to yep, yep. see. Right. Fine. Thank you very much. Uh, it's time to wrap up. I'd like to thank all the panel members again. Um, and a massive thank you to all the listeners who have listened to all the podcasts and supported us on all of our social media platforms. Please remember that on Anchor. Um, the name is Discuss Space Sing. And on there, even if you click more platforms, then you can view all of the other platforms where our podcasts are posted. Um, also on Instagram, please, please give us a like and a share. And do contribute in terms of comments. Um, it is Discuss underscore Sing. So I'd like to say a massive thank you again to everyone that's following us. We've got some great content lined up. 
in the next few weeks wahiguru ji ka khalsa wahiguru ji ka khalsa